Baruch Haba. Welcome again to another Genesis podcast with Not About Us. Uh, I guess, is it officially Not About Us Studies? The website. The website is. Yep. I think of it as just Not About Us. But um, anyway, uh, once again, uh, we just want to thank you for being here. I am Scott. I'm Brad. And this is Not About Us. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. And again, we're going to jump into Genesis at, you know, uh, as if you've been following us, you guys know that I lost track of where we were from like number three. Uh, do you know where we are in this one? Um, to be fair, I've lost track too. Okay. And I'm the one that edits them and puts them okay. together. But So I, this is Genesis number. And, and um, we're very close to 50. I know yeah. that. Much. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Wow. It could, this could be it. <laughs> So uh, I will tell you that right now it's October 23rd, 2022, uh, when we're doing this, but we are in the middle of Genesis 8. Now, last time, um, heading back to where we were last time, it was a long one. Uh, we did Genesis 8, 4 through 13. I remember that. Uh, I had a lot to connect uh, all together, so it kind of went on. I always hope these aren't going to be way too long, and they always end up being way too long, but oh well. But that's uh, just the beauty of this process. I mean, yeah. it's not up to us how long it is. If we're finding interesting things, um, you know, and we're anxious to share it, um, then that's just the way it, it, the Spirit is, you know, on us in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and um like I said, whenever I rehearse these at home and I go over things, and uh, uh, I usually have, uh, I, I can't get an accurate number because I'm trying to time it, and then and about ten minutes in, I go, oh wait, I should add this and this. Oh, oh, I missed this, and yeah. and something new pops in, and even then, when I go, I'm like, nope, I've got it, I've got it, and I go home and I kind of time it out. You know, that doesn't take into account what you're going to add right. to it. So I'm like, oh, well. So right now we're in Genesis 8, 13 and 14. So I'm only going to do a couple verses this time. Hey, real quick. Do you mind if I pray? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for right now just the, the beautiful sky and the sun that's shining in here. And it's just... October and it should be cold and miserable. Yes, thank but you. But you are giving us this beautiful day. And I, I just want to take a moment and say thank you for that. Thank you for podcast day and thank you for making it beautiful. Not that your snow and your cold is not beautiful as well, but this right here really energizes us, really makes us excited. And I'm just so thankful. Lord, please help us do right by these podcasts by making sure that we are presenting the information that you want us to present and if there is anything in here that is more of us more of this world help us shoot it down and get rid of it yeah don't let our listeners Absolutely. even take it into their ears let it let only you only you go into them let you be glorified by this um lord i just want to also take a moment and just say 
thank you for Jesus. Thank you (laughs) so much for Jesus. Mm -hmm. It has been really on my heart lately. Uh, As you know, maybe our listeners don't know, but uh, there's been some people, new people in my life, and I've just seen godly men in action, and it's, it's been wonderful. But I know that the only reason that is is because of Jesus. Thank you Hallelujah. for Jesus. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this study. Thank, Thank you, you for Thank letting you. the Spirit guide us and find these, find the jewels as we dig deeper. But once again, let it be about you and let it be for you because Amen. we respect yes. you. We love you. We give you the honor and the glory that we can. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. And on that note, actually, I just reminded myself of something. Um, This last week, and again, this is more for the conversation piece. Sure. uh, But I'm just going to throw it in here real quick. Just just the word hallelujah. Um, I... um, I, I'm not trying to attack or condemn anyone uh, who who uses it in a very solemn way, but it was just it was hitting me the other day. Uh, was uh, a group was singing, you know, uh, you know the song Hallelujah, and and I love the song. Very I do. I, it, it's very well. Well, it's just yeah, very reverent. Very yeah, mm-hmm. but it's very soft. And I was just, it was occurring to me that that's not hallelujah. You know, and I, I, I don't, again, I don't want to sound like I'm attacking anyone who loves the song and sings the song. And, and absolutely, you you go for it. I'm, it's not wrong. But hallel is Hebrew for praise. Um, the, the verb tense hallelu uh, is, is actually, it's a command to praise. It's, 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 um, it changed it, it it's the verb tense saying we've got to praise basically right uh and yah is the poetic short form of yahweh so the word hallelujah is is praise stand and and this comes back to uh what is the difference between praise and worship you know and worship is that reverent fall on your face Re- worship is what we're seeing in revelation in your studies lately of of seeing Jesus and falling as dead, you know, John just falling at his feet as dead. That is worship. Right. That is worship in its truest form. Um, praise, however, is is exaltation, is screaming, is shouting. It's it's the uh, our team has just scored the go ahead touchdown. With 15 seconds left in the game, and the stadium erupts. That's, you know, that's right. the the emotion behind it. That's the excitement. And and I was thinking about this, and 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 our relationship with God. And the, it was occurring to me that you know I had like worship is master servant, king subject general soldier you know you are you know what do you want i will do it you know i mean praise is like a friend friend and friend it's like spouse you know this is we are the bride he is the groom but then i came to father and i was thinking which side of the line is that on 
And what I what what hit me, and I just got I got really emotional about this the other day, and I wondered if sharing this, I wouldn't do it right here. Um, but and I this is the way I thought about it. Praise now, I mean worship was father son, father child. You know, what would you ask of me, Father? What would you have me to do? But praise was daddy. Yeah. And and I started thinking about and I actually looked a few up. Just got online just just to think about it. But you, have you seen those videos where a uh, a soldier returns home and the child doesn't know yeah. and they surprise the child? Yeah. And now I am. I'm, I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about it because I saw several where it was like, um, you know, uh, a daughter was like a, a cheerleader, you know, at, at a sporting event, you know, for the high school or whatever. And it's like everyone knew about it but her, you know, and they had they all the cheerleaders were standing up facing the audience and, and the, the, the dad comes behind her, you know, and just turns around and just freaks out. And he's screaming. <laughs> I'm doing it. And um, you know what? Who cares? I'm going to do it. I'm going to cry. But uh, just freaking out and screaming and just grabbing him. And they had another one where, uh, you know, mom comes home and, you know, and is like knocking on the door and holding the, the little, the, the sight so you people. can't see the people. And the daughter opens the door like, what's going on? And just sees mom and just starts. I mean, she doesn't even run to mom. She can't. It's like she can't control her body. Right. Just dancing, you know, and then finally just running and embracing and just screaming and freaking out. And I thought, that is hallelujah. That embodies hallelujah to me. Um, again, don't want to don't want to attack. I don't want to sound like I'm saying, and if you keep it solemn and low and slow, you're wrong. No, that that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But uh, I was actually thinking of it in a humorous light. Like, uh, to me, I was like, "What? we got it so wrong. You know, <laughs> just kind of laughing at the fact right. that we're going, hallelujah, like, yay. You know, <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was making Go myself. Team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go team. You know, we scorch. Be quiet. Be quiet. Don't celebrate. What I, um, what I get, um, and I'm t I totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, but I also, when I hear that song, um, I can't help but think of uh, reading the Psalms. And, you know, you read some Psalms and David has gone through so much. Yeah. So much. And they, when you read them, you kind of get the idea that he might have had like post-traumatic stress. Or he might have, like he had, uh -huh. he had some possible... Uh, and anxiety or something and they, a lot of them start out with oh you know they're very they're very low they're very uh -huh. melancholy they're very you know but then by the time you get to the end then you get the hallelujah it's almost like yeah. he's reminding himself uh who god is and what he's going to do and what he's capable of but he has to kind of get there first yeah so that song in particular it makes me think i mean it's about david anyway but it makes me think of you know, him just uh, another assassination attempt on his life or, or something and just being just being down low, you know, hallelujah. He's still doing it. Uh -huh. He's still, you know, but he's in that 
and he still believes, but he's still he's in that low. He's not in a celebratory mood. Yeah, no, I you know? totally hear you. It's like it's like you're weeping and you're crying, but even in this state, I'm gonna thank you and yeah. I'm gonna praise you. And it might come out, yeah, like like mourning, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm gonna say it. I'm but, gonna, uh, yeah. But then you know, but then I think you start to see the spirit on him, reminding him, and then by the time he gets to the end of it, now you're at the daddy, you yeah, know, you know. But he has to almost be reminded of it sometimes. At least that's how. I mean, you can read the Psalms however you want to read them, but to me, that's how I pick up on them. A lot of them, like, it kind of, I feel like this is a man going through a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and then he, you know, he overcomes it because he remembers. Oh yeah, I have a God that's going to take care of my enemies. Why am I worried about it? Uh-huh. You know, it starts out. Oh, there are so many enemies against me. Oh, but I got God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I see that song, too, a little bit is I, I, I enjoy listening to that song and being in that mood uh-huh. because I know that by the time the song's over and I go back to whatever normal mood I'm in, I'll be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I can be down, but there's always god you know yeah uh-huh. if that makes sense anyway. it does no absolutely it does but uh, okay so that's just a little bonus there uh but now let's get into genesis 8 13 and 14 once again reading from the hebraic roots version uh unless i say otherwise and it came to pass in the 601st year in the first month the first day of the month the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the earth was dried. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dry. Now this brings up something. We've gone over numbers and dates and things before, but I don't know if I've mentioned it. I have mentioned uh, in several podcasts, how like I used to see the name of a place, and I was like, "Well, what is the translation of that place? What significance does it have?" Sure. But there's also I remember growing up reading these and thinking, "We have dates, we have numbers specifically given to us. Why? What does that mean?" That has been. Uh, a real point of emphasis of mine as I've been going over this, especially this Noah's Ark story. Well, what's interesting to me is mm-hmm. we have very, very accurate dates Yeah. for something that happened uh, a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> At first, it happened, you know, uh, whether whatever you believe, but, you know, 6,000 years ago. Right. Potentially, or whatever you believe. But we don't have such... We don't have this accuracy as you go further and further in. Uh, <laughs> so we should, you know, you technically you would think you would have accuracy the closer you get to our own time because you right, know, it's, right. it's not that. But mm-hmm. here there is so much accuracy with the dates, uh, the exact day, the exact month, the, you know, exactly how old Noah was. You know, we, we can figure it all out. So that makes me think that there's there is an even greater importance on that mm-hmm. than even later in the Bible because it kind of starts to 
and they can be they can be fairly accurate with some things, but uh, you know they have to look for sometimes outside the Bible for other sources to figure out who was Pharaoh at this time to try to match it up with this and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, here exactly. you don't have to do that. Yeah, you know you have the exact. <laughs> You know, almost the exact hour sometimes, you know, it's it's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. interesting that it starts to then not be that way. So it does make me think that there is God wants right. there be, because to be we, importance. We have first month, first day of the month, which means at this time they were keeping track of the calendar. Right. You know, they knew what day of the year it was right. at this point. And, and that threw me too, because I, you know, that made me consciously go, oh, when did they, you know, because I kind of got the idea, Adam and Eve, that whole period there, people were just kind of doing things. They were just, you know, they, yeah. weren't, they weren't necessarily keeping track of something like that. Right. They were just simply, you know, moving through history. Just, you know, it's the new day. Let's go water the plants. Let's go feed the sheep and let's just go on. You know, they, I'm sure they, they knew times and seasons. Oh, it's starting to get chilly. Uh, that means winter's coming. Right. But you you don't really consciously think did they know it was you know uh now in they wouldn't have had these dates back then but do they know it's january 13th do they know it's march 15th right you know um and even if they didn't god did and god wanted to yeah. be in here for, with accuracy and that is one of the things i'm going to get to here is these numbers are here for a reason because God wanted them here and they wanted us, he wanted us to see something with that. Right. Uh, so if someone could come and say, you're right, they didn't have a calendar, uh, they wouldn't have kept track of it that way. The fact is, God did. Right. God knew what was going on. But now we don't know the month or day when Noah was born. Unless, unless someone else does, unless someone else has done more research or, oh, there, there it is in Deuteronomy 4.13. It was right there the whole time. I missed it. You know, may, maybe I've just missed it. Uh, uh, maybe it's found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, um, right. a little birthday card to Noah, you know, that was uh, uh, located there. <laughs> For your rainy day fund. <laughs> but... Um, Couldn't help myself. <laughs> But we don't know the month or day when Noah was born. It is possible, but statistically unlikely, that he was born on the first day of the new year. Uh, so when we talk about uh, it came to pass, first year, first, uh, sorry, first month, first day of the month, could have been Noah's birthday, but I doubt it, very much doubt it. Um, this was his 601st year that this event took place. Uh, but he crossed the first day of the month, the first day of the new year, uh, at some point during that year. It, now, my birthday is November 26th. So right now, it's October 23rd, 2022. So in about another month, I'm going to turn 52. So from November 26th, 2022, all the way around to November 25th, 2023, that will be my 52nd year. Now, during that year, we will cross January, we, we will hit January 1st. We will cross the new year. So January 1st in the United States, uh, on in 2022, that's the way, that's the date we th say is the new year. 
So there will come a time where you can say, uh, I was, it, it was January 1st during my 52nd year. Doesn't mean I was born that day. Doesn't mean my right. year started that day. My year starts November 26th every year. Uh, but that will be the time during my 52nd year that I cross that day. And that's what's happening here. Um, Noah is 601 years old. But it's pointing out uh, the first day of the, mo of, of the first month. There's something God wants us to see in all of that. That he's connecting uh, the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year. So it, it's important to see that these dates, these times, these numbers are being added for a specific reason. There's a picture associated with these numbers. So let's go to 601. And let's look at that really quick. We're given... Noah's age at three points in Genesis, at least up to this point. Now, now it's also going to give us Noah's age when he dies uh, later in, in Genesis. But right now, we have three dates that we've been given. In Genesis 5, at the end of the lineages, it just stops and says, Noah was 500 years old. That's all it says. Now, I'm not going to get into this right away. I'm just going to mention it. I believe that when Genesis 6 begins uh, and God speaks with Noah, he's 500. I think it was listed that way for a reason. Uh, it gets to the lineages, and then, and then it says, and now Noah's 500, and then continues with the story from there. There are some who disagree with that, and the primary reason is, uh, we've talked about before when God says, I'm going to limit them. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to give them 120 years. And some people say that means Noah had 120 years to build the ark. Right. Well, if we go forward 100 years, he's finished the ark and he gets on the ark. So which means that God had to talk to him about it uh, 20 years before right. uh, the Bible says he was 500 at least 20 years before. Well, and I think the I think the pattern is is still the same where it it gives you the facts here mm -hmm. and then it goes back and gives you the detail of the facts gives in, you the in, detail. in the second chapter. Right. So, I'm not going to say I'm right, everyone else is wrong. That's just I I just to be fair, I pointed out that's where I stand, but it's irrelevant to the fact that these numbers are here either way. Uh, God points out these numbers for a reason, and we're going to go into those numbers. Now, Noah was 500 years old. Uh, God speaks with him in Genesis 6. He builds the ark. He gathers the animals. He prepares to get on the ark. And right before he gets onto the ark, again, he's, it's 100 years after that, uh, he's 600 years old in Genesis 7. Then, now, at this point, it's talking about him in his 601st year. The whole ark experience has happened. It's wrapping up. Uh, the waters are starting to go down. Now he's 601. There's a reason for these three numbers. And again, uh, there's three. I was uh, it, These three times of his life are specifically pointed out. So I started to ask, is there a completeness there that we're supposed to see? Right. Now, 500, 
the meaning of the number itself. The uh, 500 stands for separation. So at this point in time, uh, are we separated from God? Uh, at this this point in time, Noah's Noah's time. Yes, you know the the fall of man has happened. Uh, we've been kicked out of the garden. We've been kicked out of paradise. There's a separation that has occurred. We begin our lives separated from God. We uh, there is there you know in, in each of us individually. We need Jesus. We need that connection. Uh, we need that redemption uh, to accept the gift of salvation. We are separated. Now, 500 also stands for 250 times 2, or can be represented by 250 times 2. Uh, 250 represents division, and 2 represents confirmation or witness. So we have confirmation of or witness to the division that is going on between us and God. But also, I want you to consider this. 500 is the final year. It is the completion of the 5th century. It is, uh, it is not, a lot of people, like, uh, we're at 2022 right now. I remember when the year 2000 hit, there were all these big parties. Oh, we're entering the new millennia. And there were a lot of people who went, no, we're not. We don't enter the new millennia until 2001. Right. You know, because and, and they were right. People didn't care. 2000's right. a better number. <laughs> but um, if I said, uh, count, give me the first 10 numbers. Just the first 10 numbers. Count, count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Why didn't you start with zero? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> zero, one, two. No, no, you don't. You start with one. Mm -hmm. Ten is the last number of the first decade, so to speak. A lot of people miss that. They, they see 500. They see those zeros and they think, okay, we're starting something new. No, you're ending. This is the completion. Right. That's what I'm trying to get you to see or what any, everyone to see. 500 completes the fifth century. So a century, 100 years, Are you, were you going to say something? No, the only thing that's popping in my head right now is um, just, you know, it's, it means division and separation. And I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a coherent thought on this yet, but it just makes me wonder if the reason that it roughly stops with Noah there too is, has the separation got to a point where, it just makes me wonder, can God only handle being separate from us for so long before he has to intercede and will the same yeah. thing then happen again finally when you know the uh -huh. when revelation happens well there just come a point where the separation is so because I, I i know god experiences right. emotions mm -hmm. i just don't know how he experiences that and they could be far beyond my capabilities of understanding but uh Will there come a point where, you know, he's up there and he's the long suffering God and he's just, you know, he, he, he's up there and will there come the point where he'll finally go, okay, I've reached the max amount of separation. Jesus, go get him. Okay. So, so let me, let me hear, and this is brand new to me. I'm spitballing this, but let me see if I, if I hear something that you're saying here. He's saying, are you kind of connecting this because you talk about revelation are you kind of connecting this to as in the days of Noah, so it will be in the end days? And are you saying maybe there's a pattern here that will be repeated? 
Right. And, so to speak. And that makes me think then does, you know, I know God has emotions. I mean, we have, we have emotions. Right. Because of God, you know, uh-huh. now he might experience them completely different than we do. Right. Um, his emotions would be perfect emotions, you know. So, uh-huh. but is there a point where he's, he is the yeah. long suffering God, but there will come a point where he doesn't have to suffer anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and he will make the decision of when that is. But that just makes me think is, is 500 right here. Is that, is he just up there going, this is the max amount of time that I am willing for separation. Now I will, I will go into a little bit about end times in that sense. But yeah, no, it's really the first time I, I don't know if this, if these, what I'm about to go in here can be, if some, someone a lot smarter than I am can go, yes. And here's the date when it started and here's the connection. And this is, let let me finish what I'm talking about here. And then maybe we'll see. So, so now what did it, the number 100. So we've talked about 500 is the complete, the century is finished. It's wrapping up. So 100 represents fullness and five represents grace so in the fifth century we have the fullness of grace at least the representation here with with noah being 500 and we talked about this before in other parts of genesis uh in genesis 1 uh we talked about how grace had been represented in what was going on and we talked about how that was obviously not due to anything we're worth or anything we've accomplished because man wasn't even on the planet yet. Man didn't even exist. How could we have accomplished anything to warrant grace? And yet here was a clear sign, a picture of grace and God's goodness is unmerited favor towards us. Mm -hmm. So what I see here is we begin the thing. Noah's 500th year, fullness of grace. We were separated but we are loved. We still have God's complete, passionate desire for us. We have his unmerited favor. We are his child that he loves and cares about and wants to see us succeed and wants us to be healthy and whole and wonderful no matter what, even though we don't deserve it. And this division breaks his heart, Yeah, which is, which is what you're getting into with what you're talking about. Now, 600, 100 years later, Noah's finished the ark. He's got the animals. He's ready to get on. He does get on. uh, And the rains start. And we see he is 600 years old. We are, again, finishing the 6th century. Uh, it's, It's complete at this point. Now, 600 in and of itself stands for warfare, which is very interesting. But again, he's finished the 6th century. So we have the fullness, 100, times the weakness of man, 6. So we have God's grace given to us. Think about even before we're born. He knew us before we were even in the womb and loved us and cherished us. We had the fullness of grace before we even existed. Right. But now we have to exist. We ex- we come into existence, and our full, our life is one big war 
I mean, it's a war between our spirit and our body. It's a war between, you know, that's going on in our mind and our heart. Uh, it's a war between everything, just survival itself. Uh, everything is a war uh, of, of good and evil. You know, the angel on your shoulder, the devil on your shoulder, fighting over what's going to go on. Our lives are a warfare and we live our lives. Think about it that way. We live our entire life and we come to the fullness, revealing the weakness of man, revealing that that warfare, our entire lives are an example of how much we cannot save ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> of how badly we fail. Yeah. Um, now, 601st year. The 601st year begins the 7th century. All right? So this is the very, it's, it's very beginning. Not only that, but it makes a point of saying, of this happening, first month, first day of the month. Now, Noah has been around his 601st year. He's had some days, we don't know how many. He's had days, weeks, months before this point. But it's emphasizing a point. 601st, we're beginning the 7th century, and it makes a point, first day of the month, very first month of the year. It's like it's it's telling us we're starting fresh. This is the 7th century. Now, the 7th century, again, 100 is fullness times 7. This is Jesus's. This is Yeshua's number, and it stands for resurrection spiritual completeness and the father's perfection so in these three numbers we have a microcosm of the whole plan of god we, god loves us we cannot uh connect with god on our own so god rescued us it's the plan of it, it's in a nutshell the in, it, and you can also think about it as our entire existence from birth to death. You know, born with the love of God, living our lives in warfare and failure uh, and being rescued and moving on. The seventh century, we're beginning. It's not complete. It's moving forward into it. So this is death taking that, you know, step into heaven, so to speak. Yeah. And... It's the beginning. It's you've got the rest of eternity. It's there's no end to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in those three, you look like you're about to cry. <laughs> I, I'm just. This, I mean, and this is just what's in my head. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing God saying, "Son, I can't be separate from them anymore. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to go to war. Go to war." That's another part of the war, yeah, that and, we're going to get into. And he goes to war. The picture. He wins it, and then we're, we're complete again. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Revelation goes, if you want to think, because I did make this connection. Now, this is talking about centuries in, in Noah's life, but uh, the age of this planet People have connected it to, remember, a thousand years is as a day to God and a day is as a thousand years. Right. And the earth was created in six days and on the seventh he rested. And 
five being the number of grace, six being the day that man was made, and seven being the day of rest. People have connected that to the ages of this planet. And we had the fifth millennium, the fullness of grace. What happened at the, at the, what happened at the beginning of the fifth millennium? Jesus died on the cross for us. And now we have the sixth millennia wrapping up the life of this world where we have to work and uh, uh, mankind is at war. The seventh millennia is where Jesus, everyone believes this is when the rapture is going to happen. This is when Jesus comes back, uh, kicks butt, and has his millennial reign uh, begins. So there is a connection to those numbers and that, as far as Revelation goes. But I honestly didn't look into if if there's anything with 500, 600, 601, and the connection with something that's gonna, you know, supposed to happen in the end. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, and, and I don't either. This is just the I I paint pictures in my head. This mm-hmm. is the best way to describe it. And so that's just what's hit me is 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 that picture that's just been painted in my head. Um, whether it whether it relates or not, I mean, I I think it all relates. Um, you know, it's all God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it all relates. But but whether that's what we're supposed to take from this or not uh, doesn't matter to me right now because the painting in my head uh-huh. has been established and it's a beautiful painting. But uh, but you, know, you you did you brought it up. Uh, is there something to this where God says? Okay, that's it. We're done. I can't. And we we have talked about uh, in Genesis before where God said, you know, uh, man's going to leave me if I let this go on any longer. And I'm not going to let that happen. We're going to, you know, I mean. He actually interrupts a thought because I think it's too painful for him to think. Yeah. uh, When when, if they also take of the tree of uh, life and eat, he stops. Because I think I think the thought of us being in our mm-hmm. sinful state and having taken from the tree of life and living eternally separate from him, I think was, mm-hmm. uh, I think two things we talked about it at the time, but one, you know, if he spoke it, then it then have to become true because when mm-hmm. God speaks, it's truth. But also I think that it, it exists. I yeah. think it's painful. The thought of mm-hmm. that thought to its conclusion is too painful to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, as God so don't imagines, give it life you know? yeah um, um so I, I i mean like i said i don't know how god experiences emotions i'm sure that they're, they they got to be perfect you mm-hmm. know? um i think i you know I, no yeah we could get into that too but, i think he experiences them on a purity and a level that would kill us if we experienced them exactly uh, um and so when it says a long suffering god we think of it in the terms of uh, what we know about suffering uh-huh but for him, I think it's so much deeper, yeah, more passionate, and, yeah. And so, uh, you know, when I see pictures like that of, you know, just and and I and but I also know that God does everything in the perfect moment in time, mm-hmm. and and it all will correlate to a perfection that we can't even understand. And so, I mean, all of it's mapped out, and it's, and it's already been done from His perspective, and and mm-hmm. and all. I mean, those where the God thoughts come in, but. <laughs> But right. just the fact that we too can also affect his emotional state has always been, you know. I read that uh, when I read the call, and yeah. just 
that blew my mind that thought that I can I can uh, not control it but I can offer something to it to make it positive or negative uh-huh. and that that was a big whoa moment for me you know uh, and also yes. a very a very convicting moment because how many times have I heard him <laughs> you oh know? yeah you know but no, anyway, you're not kidding. I'm sorry. I'm getting this off track. But... No, see, this is what I was talking about. This is why it goes on so long, and I <laughs> love it when it happens. I, I hope you love it, too. I hope you're not annoyed with us getting off track and going on like that. But uh, Well, even if you are too bad. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we always talk about we're, you know, like and subscribe, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Or don't. You know, I don't care. I love this. <laughs> And, uh, we, and we love you too. But, I do, I do. But the, the simple truth is, it, this is so candid that when it does hit, you know, hard and emotional, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't care in this moment yeah. what anyone else is going to say or do because it's affecting me in this moment, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway. Now, now I want to get back to first day of the month, uh, of the first, first day of the first month. Now, at the time, again, I don't honestly know if they had a calendar the way we do now but this would this is effectively saying it's tishri one now today it's not established at this point it will be established in leviticus but the tishri one is the day or feast of trumpets now this feast is a picture of the rapture so the rapture itself is a picture of taking us to heaven to be with Yahweh and rest after our work or our trial is over. So the function of the rapture is exactly the same as physical death. We need to understand that. We do not look forward to the rapture to save us. We look forward to Jesus and that reunification uh, and and the, the joining together, the, the love we have for him. Um, physical death, rapture, there absolutely identical uh, as far as as far as that is concerned so that's one thing I want to see here because we're going to because we're also talking about this in a connection 500 being the fullness of grace 600 being the fullness of mankind but 700 601 being the beginning of the fullness of Yeshua we haven't experienced the fullness of Yeshua at that point we're just entering into it right um that's death that's for everyone for everyone who's ever lived um their point of death is exactly the same as anyone who is actually here for the rapture um so i'm gonna throw that out but now on this day in noah noah's time it was the first day of the first month what is happening the waters were dried up from off the earth. It came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. Now, first of all, let's look at that, that verbiage, from off the earth. Is that not verbiage that coincides with the picture <laughs> of the rapture? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, that's that's what we're... I, I mean... It's so amazing to me. Obviously, the the Feast of Trumpets didn't exist in Noah's day, but God knew it, 
And God was making that connection for us to see that picture that's going on. We are beings of water. Uh, we are literally a handful of chemicals that would cost you, I don't know, in today's market, $4, four yes. or five bucks. I used to say $1.97. Used to but say, inflation, but inflation, that, you know. that's what I was thinking too. I was like, what would they be in today's market? I don't know. And water, that, that's it. You know, so is this a picture of us evaporating? So this, you know, quote unquote, evaporating, the water is dried up from off the earth. Uh, does that feel rapture related to you? I don't know. <laughs> no, it does. In that verbiage. I mean, yeah, it's now also we're talking about the water of the word having significance here. Uh, if the water has dried up and is no longer on the face of the earth, or in other words, if Yeshua or the Holy Spirit, or Yahweh's presence is not actively on the earth right now, does that mean he's taken us and left in, in the picture of this point? So now we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm going to get into these words here, so we'll get into that a little bit deeper, but it's something to ponder right now. In fact, I'm going to skip ahead and go into that word. We've done this word before, waters. Uh, it was first used Genesis 1-2. We've had this word before, Strong's Concordance 4325, and it is Mayim. Uh, again, all done this in a previous podcast, but it is the dual of a primitive noun used in a singular sense. So it is the dual of a primitive noun used in a singular So, you know, like you think of the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, we think of them as separate entities, but it's really just all water. You know, we're just we're just we're just talking about all these various forms of water, but it's all water. We're just connecting that. So waters, are we dual? Are we connecting the water of the word with the water who we are? The waters are are taken from the earth. So that's just something I want to throw out there. We'll get we'll get into that a little bit deeper in a second. But I want to go on to the second month on the twenty-seventh day. So now this is, Noah removes the covering of the ark, looked and behold, the face of the earth was dried. This is on the first month of the first day. But then it goes on to say, and in the second month, on the seven and 20th day of the month was the earth dry. So this, he gives another date. Seven and 20th day of the second month. So the second month at this point would have been Keshvan. I hope I'm saying that correct, correctly. Again, they, they, they start it with the C-H in English, but uh, again, in Hebrew, it's pronounced like Bach. So it's it's not Ch, it's not H, it's kind of in between. Uh, kind of almost like you're, get, you're clearing your throat. You know, it sounds gross, but that's what it is. Keshvan. Now, I'm not aware of anything special about this particular date. So, you know, please feel free if, if anyone's listening going, oh yes, this date has particular significance for this reason, please comment, uh, uh, send us a note, something. However, it is important to note that there are those who believe this is the month during which Yeshua will establish his kingdom and throne on the earth. And partly because of these verses we're talking about right now. 
Um, but and the whole Noah Noah story. But also because this is the only Hebrew month with no other celebrations or holidays associated with it. Almost like it's been reserved. Right. So have you heard about this? Yeah. Okay. See, I hadn't before studying this. Well, we, we've talked briefly about this at some point. Well, but, but I mean, I mean, is this common? Uh, so, so are you saying you heard about it from talking with me? From talking with oh, you. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's, that's what I meant. Before yep. I got into this whole Noah study, I hadn't known about this. Which, and, and it makes sense too that, you know, we say there's, as far as we can tell, there's no, no important dates in that month. There's no celebrations, no nothing like that. Right. Well, that could be the case, but it could be because it's reserved for a future time. Mm-hmm. You know, Hanukkah wasn't celebrated, you know, yeah. uh, during uh, uh, the majority of, of the, of the, the biblical the, period. Yeah. Right. And so, but it came later and now it's, you know, a very important event mm-hmm. where, so. And, and Purim, and Purim uh, from yep. the book of Esther. Before that story happened, Purim was not celebrated. Right. But, but, Pardon me. God knew it was coming. Right. And he knew exactly where he wanted it and why. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we might, 20 years from now, something could have happened and we'll look back and go, that's why that that month was reserved, uh-huh. you know? So now, and it's like, and it feels, it has that feeling like it's being reserved for the time of the Messiah who will inaugurate the third temple uh, at that point. Uh, this is at least a feeling by several people. I, I don't know, I don't know their names. <laughs> But there's something else to point out that I found interesting. 1917, it was on Cheshvan 14, uh, so not exactly this date, but the month that the British government gave final approval to the adoption of the Balfour Declaration, which declared support for the Jews to establish a homeland in Israel, which does have a feeling of connecting to Jesus establishing his temple. Uh, it was also also uh, something else to consider. After Yahweh changes the order of months as the Israelites leave Egypt, Heshvan becomes the eighth month. At this point in Noah's time, when he's talking about the second month, it is Heshvan. But it will become the eighth month. Eight is the number of Yahweh. So we're going to see things established. We're going to see it fulfilled. We're going to see it locked in. The flood also began on the 17th day of Cheshvan, going back. We've already covered that in a previous podcast. Um, But that's something else to consider, that this month is, is really connected with this story. Now, he says seven and twentieth day. Now Hebrew numbers, just like English numbers, they go from largest to smallest. We say twenty-seven. We don't say seven and twenty. So whenever it's pointed out like this, there's a reason. Um, why did God start with the smaller number? Seven is Yeshua's number, which we've discussed. We've discussed before in this podcast. Uh, this is the beginning of Yeshua's day, so to speak. You know, we talked about that, the seventh millennium, the seventh day of creation. It represents Jesus. It represents rest. It represents 
uh, spiritual completeness, the Father's perfection, resurrection. 20 is a number that represents redemption, maturity, expectancy. So 7 and 20, in that order, we have resurrection and redemption. We have spiritual completeness that has fully matured. We have the Father's perfection and expectancy. Now, this one was really cool to me because to me, it's the picture of death. It's the picture of being introduced into the Father's perfection and that thrill of wondering what you're going to experience next and for the rest of eternity. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just now thinking in my head, I that this thought just pops in my head. Um, you know, we all look forward to the day he returns. But do, we don't put any thought into day two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just now that's, thinking about yeah, this, you know. That's very good. The day he returns. But what about day two and three and four? Uh-huh. I'm I'm just being blown away by that concept right now. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. I I was thinking about that too. Okay, we move on into death. The rapture, he returns and we're taken away. Now the expectancy begins. I mean, really, if you want to think of it that way. We we, we have this expectancy for his return, and we should. That's awesome. But now we have a picture here of... Whoa, what am I stepping into? What is coming? This is amazing. What am I going to experience next? Yeah, and just the relief that, you know, we don't have to worry about wars and famines and, mm-hmm. and all that nonsense anymore. You know? And imagine, you've talked about this too, uh, of you have this idea, and I, I'm full support and agreement of it, but you're the one who brought it up, so I give you credit, of Jesus walking with Adam in the garden mm-hmm. and just teaching him, yeah. look what this plant does. And, you know, you know, oh, imagine the sun rising and Adam going, what's that? You know, and God going, well, let me tell you, yeah. you know, I mean, just everything, explaining it to him and teaching him about creation and everything. Now imagine that on a cosmic level and God gets to go back to the garden, so to speak, with us and talk about everything he's created in the entire universe global everything right and just that expectancy what are we gonna learn today god <laughs> yesterday we learned about meteorites oh my gosh let's um, you know you know imagine taking you to the meteor <laughs> right <laughs> let's examine this up i mean just that's the way i personally see it i could be way off base but uh to me it's just you know yeah well and now i'm thinking like you know what what will we accomplish in the first year you know, uh-huh. <laughs> now it's just exploding. You know, what will we have accomplished in ten years? You know, geez. <laughs> yes. Now seven is also represented by the picture of a sword, and twenty. Uh, getting back to your idea of warfare and Jesus setting us free, twenty is represented by a holding or a reaching hand. So seven and twentieth day. This is a picture of the sword defeating our enemy. And the Savior reaching out to pull us yeah. up out of captivity. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So here, in just these numbers and we, these dates, we've seen, uh, you can take this on so many levels. Like we said, you can take it on an individual level. Each of us, you know, this is a picture 
of the salvation plan for all of us. It's you're born, you're fighting and struggling, and now there's rest, there's redemption, there's an expectancy of the rest of eternity. Um, but it's also, you know, prophetic. Like we talked about revelation, we're coming up on the seventh millennia. Uh, uh, the warfare of this world is gonna end. Uh, we had God's grace from before the world began uh, it, there's there's so much to it that all connects. But we're going to go into these words a little bit. And we're going to see a little bit deeper. We, now, we just talked about water, uh, uh, Mayim. Uh, the possible interpretation I came up for uh, a while ago was water reaches for water in this in the word. Mem yod mem. I see no reason to change that now. Nothing else jumped out at me. I still saw this as water reaching for water in this plan of salvation and in so much of what's going on here. But now I want to point, I want to go over the word dried. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw some other words in the middle here. But the reason is because it's covered three times. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the earth was dried. I believe King James says dry there, but it's still dried, dry. And in the second month, on the 7 and 20th day of the month, was the earth dry. And in that case, the King James goes back to past tense, dried. But still, the word dry, or some variation of it, is three times right there. What I found out is it's a different Hebrew word all three times. Really? I expected it to be the same one. Yeah. Now, the first two are very similar, and they are connected. So you can kind of say they, they are the same word in a sense. Uh, dried, Genesis 8, 13. Uh, now, Genesis 8, 13 is the first two, two usages. The waters were dried up from off the earth. Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the earth was dried. So 813, the first time it's used is Strong's Concordance 2717. It can be pronounced Ka-Rab or it can be pronounced Ka-Rab. And it means, it's a verb meaning to parch through drought. In other words, to desolate, destroy, kill, or decay. Now the second usage of this, dried, is essentially an adjective form of the same word. So they are connected. It is pronounced karebe, like one of the pronunciations of the first one we talked about, and it is Strong's Concordance 2720. So just a few, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely connected. And in fact, this word, it says, comes from 2717, which we just did. And again, it's just the adjective form. It means parched or ruined, desolate, dry, or waste. Uh, so here he says the waters were dried, verb. It's, you know, it's happening to them. Now the earth was dried, uh, an adjective explaining the earth. It's a dried earth. <clears throat> so that is really kind of the same thing. Fact Just, and then detail. Yeah. Kind of a pattern. <laughs> but the second one, was much different. We're not going to get there yet, but the word picture here, uh, chase or, or heith, again, uh, um, that particular sound is very difficult for me. I'd, I'd have to speak with an Israeli, a native born, and, and have him teach me over time to, to, to get it right. 
Yeah. But I'll say Chaith Resh Beit. Now, a possible interpretation I got here was separate the household of the Most High, which is very interesting picture for me because I came up with that before realizing the connection to Tishri 1 and the Day of Trumpets being a picture of the rapture. Right. But the, the, the word picture, I got again, separate the household of the Most High. Because that's what's going on here. <laughs> If you think about it as the rapture related. Yeah. Now, I wanted to go to face and earth because we do have, it was the waters were dried up from off the earth and behold, the face of the earth was dried. So I went back to face. I'm sure you'll remember this, Brad. We've gone over it many, many times. The word panim, Uh, Strong's Concordance 6440, the face used in a great variety of applications, both figuratively and literally. Yeah. And I'm only going to point out that in times before, because we've covered this many times, we keep repeating it because it's used differently so many times. We have discussed it as the word open. We have discussed it as the word presence. We have discussed it as the word countenance. We have discussed it as the word before, (laughs) meaning to be before someone. Right. And we keep coming back. It's the same word every time. Uh, So we keep doing that. But again, it comes up right now. The face of the earth was dried. Earth is another one we've done before. Eretz, Strong's Concordance, number 776. And forgive me, I'm not going over the word picture with all of these. I'm just kind of connecting these words that we've, we've covered before. But this word can mean earth as in land or earth as in the planet. Uh, can mean country, field, ground, a lot of things connected with the land, earth, you know. But idiomatically, it's important to note it can also refer to nations. Now, dry or dried in the King James Version, Genesis 8.14. This is Strong's Concordance 3001, and it is pronounced Yabesh. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Yabesh. It means to be ashamed, confused, or disappointed. But it also can mean to dry up or wither. And another okay. another usage of this is clean. So this hit the word picture here, before I go on, Yod Beit Sheen. Now think about this for a second. It means clean. This is, we've had the picture of the rapture earlier with dried. Now this comes in uh, Heshvan. Uh, oh, wait a second. Let me go back. No, yeah. The, behold, the face of the earth was dried. This is still picture of the rapture. Uh, that's picture of the rapture. But this, the third usage, is in the second month. Seven and twentieth day of the month was the earth dry. So the face of the earth was dried with the with the quote unquote rapture, but now the entire earth, the earth itself is dry. And this word dry means clean. Yeah. He's cleaned it. But also the word picture here, it is finished. The house has been destroyed. 
And that hit me. That now we get to the eighth, so to speak, the eighth millennia. We get to it's done the house. What house is he talking about? The house of sin that we created, that Jesus conquered, that he pulled us out of. It has now, We this is even past the seventh millennium. Jesus' rule and reign on the earth. Now that house has been destroyed, wiped out, utterly, I suppose, kablooey. It was the word that went <laughs> into my head. And I was like, should I say it? Yeah, I'll say it. Kablooey. <laughs> um but that is so amazing. And, and also we see, um, I'm just going to briefly touch on this. Noah removes the covering of the ark. The ark is there for our protection. The ark is there to, to protect us through this cleansing process where God wipes out sin and death. The ark is the, you know, the blood that was put you know, at Passover over the, the, the doorways you are inside the house. You are protected from the destroyer that is coming through. Uh, but at the end, the covering is removed. It has been cleansed and we are released into perfection. So this isn't a wrap up. We still have Noah coming in verses to come. But I want to say almost like a wrap up. I was expecting with the Noah, the, the Noah, the Noah story, to see a metaphor of the resurrection of Jesus. I knew about that. The floods come, you're in the ark, the water comes. It's a picture of baptism. We talked about that before. Sure. But what I got was much more. What I got was a, a history of his plan of salvation and a history of humanity that goes beyond just the single aspect of salvation and resurrection. We talked about how this, you know, the, the, the rains come and all that being a picture of baptism. And then we talked about how the Holy Spirit is seen entering in after that. And now we're wrapping this up to a picture of finality and all being made perfect right. and cleansed beyond salvation. Uh, but but into the rapture, into death itself, into going on into that eternal reward forever. Um, there, there's a lot more here in the Noah story than I ever gave credit for before this particular study. Sure. Well, I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I started going back and looking into, okay, Noah enters the ark. After seven days, the rain fell. 40 days and 40 nights then you know and I started looking into all these individual pieces and kind of putting them in order which I'm not going to go over here and one of the reasons I'm not going to go over here is because I started seeing I think I missed more you know as I as I went back I'm like oh my goodness did I talk about that did I connect this and so I I totally reserved the right to go back and go <laughs> what what else did I miss at some future date but but even even in all of these podcasts and these verses we've been covering I went back and kind of some as I was looking at the summary, and I'm going even now, just just a few days, so to speak, after the you know, I'm still going. Oh my goodness, there's so much more. It's so easy to go back a year later and go, oh, look at what I missed. Right. But I, 
right now I'm going, oh, there's 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 so much more to this. All right, there's no choice. We're gonna have to start with chapter one, verse one. <laughs> All right, in the beginning, let's do this. <laughs> oh boy. But but and it's always the case, and I'm aware of it going in. I just don't know what I'm missing. Now it's like right off the bat, I'm going, oh yeah, I see so much of what I'm missing. Right. But uh, anyway, that's that's all I got. I'll I'll go ahead and close it there before <laughs> I look at anything else. But, no, that uh, was that was good. I I enjoyed that picture you painted for me. Well, cool. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, I don't want to just kind of keep rambling and, and extend this artificially, but is there anything you want to say before we just wrap it up? Um, I'll just uh, I'll just conclude with what I started with in, in my, my, my prayer, and I'll just say thank you for Jesus. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thank yeah. you for all of this. Uh-huh. Thank you for, you know, as you were saying, for loving us and doing all of this before us before we even existed mm -hmm. uh you know even 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 uh you know we come in at day six so that means that he was working hard to make all of this ready mm -hmm. for us and and you know i'm back to that emotions of god kind of thing to me that makes me think that he was he was making sure you know it's like you're going to get a new pet, right? This is going to be a very, yeah. very small example of what's going on. <laughs> but you're going to get a new pet, and you're kind of excited. And so the first thing you do is you go out and you get the, the food bowls and the and the, the leashes or and, and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the dog house for the backyard, whatever it might be. But you, you're excited. So, you you know, you go out and you, you make things ready. You prepare. You know, you kitty-proof or doggy-proof or do what you got to do. And then you go get it, and there's that excitement. It mm -hmm. kind of feels like that's what's going on here. He's putting all of this in place. There's a there's a, an anticipation. We're coming, but everything's going to be perfect, you know. And uh -huh. then and then and then here we are, you know. And then we screwed it up, but <laughs> but but still, it, it just I, I love this this because uh, you can read this in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth, and and you can read it, and you can pick. Maybe you pick up on this stuff. Maybe you don't. Uh, you know, I argue that you got to have the spirit to fully see, yeah. you know, what's going on there. Um, but then when you stop to think about it, what were the motivations of us coming in on that day? Mm -hmm. You know, to me, it, it shows that he was putting everything in order and making sure that it was ready and it was perfect. And now here we are. And there's this, there's this excitement. And also, what does he say? It was very good. Mm -hmm. It was very good when we were there. Yeah. You know, that to me, there's, there's a method to that. There's, yeah. there's, there's a reasoning behind it. And so it's the same thing here. And he knew that we were going to need Jesus and he already had it already and planned and it's going to happen. And so just thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Yeah. You know, I just had that thought too is, uh, you say it's gonna happen. I assume you mean the the end coming back all for us it, and all that. You know. But imagine this: Noah, Abraham, David, you know, uh, all, all the prophets looked forward to the Messiah, mm -hmm. and now we look back. They looked forward with anticipation. We look back when when Jesus came in the flesh the first time. Right. 
But all of us are still in that place of mm -hmm. looking forward to his second coming. There's going to be a day in history when we all look back. Yeah. And we all go, remember when that happened? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, think of it this way. Even the millennial reign of Jesus, they're going to be new babies born. They're going to be new kids. And they're going to be learning about this in hindsight. Right. We're looking forward to his return. They're going to be taught about his second return in the way we're taught about him coming on the cross. What a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing to that to, to be born in that time and mm -hmm. only know Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh -huh. we could go on and on about that, but, but just, yeah. And, and, and we, we have the blessing of identifying who he is, mm -hmm. you know, the prophets, you know, they were given visions and stuff like that, but there's still, they don't, they didn't know when they didn't know the, the reason behind the how, the why, you know, yeah. they didn't know who he was. He was in his, he was in with his own people and they didn't know it was him. Yeah. You know, we now at least have the blessing of, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, so yeah, that, yes. that's something we shouldn't be ungrateful for by any means. But then also imagine only knowing him. Mm -hmm. And and imagine like right now, you know, in, in, in you know, they celebrate, you know, Passover in, in Israel and they celebrate, you know, the, the day of trumpets and things like that. And what if there's a Keshvan 27? We celebrate the Jesus return with the third temple or something like that. What if there's a brand new celebration you know, yeah. and we remember the day he returned and took over. Yeah. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey, thank you so much uh, for joining us once again. As always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad. And this is not about us. <laughs>